Today's podcast is presented by our friends at the Iowa State University Foundation, who are constantly trying to strengthen the Cyclone community. You can support tomorrow's big ideas with a gift today. Be loud, be proud, be a part of the movement, and donate to the college or a department that you are passionate about today. Loyal and forever true, let's all help Move What Matters by visiting MoveWhatMatters.com today. Williams and Bloom podcast here on Sunday, the 20th of August. We are, full disclosure, recording earlier than normal. If anything happens afternoon on Sunday, we are not liable for talking about it on this podcast. We are presented, as always, by our friends at Mechdyne and the Mechdyne Corporation, M-E-C-H-D-Y-N-E.com. is where you can go to check out everything this great company based out of Marshalltown does. They're based out of Marshalltown, but you could be, you know, an Iowa State grad really living anywhere in the world. And you could work for a great company like Mechdyne if you go to their careers page. They have all sorts of IT positions. Many of these you can do anywhere in the world. Uh, They've got locations all over the world. If you are an engineer, maybe you're a marketing person, really they are looking for everyone. And they love recruiting former Iowa State students, Iowa State grads. Maybe you're a cyclone going to school. You're starting back up your school year this year. Hey, don't don't screw around that much, okay? Take yeah, it. I read, they had 801 day yesterday. Have you heard of this? No. <coughs> oh man, this is the past, 801 day. Oh, this is past our era. What does this but mean? But now the, the the young folks up at Iowa State, the Saturday before classes start, which they was, just get drunk. They, it just is like fecha on. You know what? I've uh, unfortunately I've driven. Not unfortunately, whatever. Do your thing, kids. I've driven through this. My in-laws live there now. Yeah. And this was like last year or the year before where I was just driving through Ames to go to my in-laws. And I was like, what in the hell is going on here? Because there's sorority and fraternity stuff going on. But then it just turns into These a big old absolute maniacs. Yeah. Just they're like jumping off of roofs. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. All kinds of when stuff. The, when the Iowa State Student Health uh, Department puts out a, a reminder tweet on Saturday morning, like, hey, kids, behave. It's going to be hot. Mix in a water. <laughs> what a... Hopefully everybody made it out. Why do they it call hurt? it the 801? I I don't know. I don't... That's I've never quite All right. understood that. Well, so, get, get through your 801 day, and then you should consider yeah. not being an idiot for the rest of the year. And uh, maybe our friends at Mechdyne will consider hiring you. That's right. How's that for an endorsement? And I said maybe. Maybe. Because if you're too big of an idiot on 801 day, maybe you won't. Just kidding. Uh, final Sunday before football season. It's here. Let's start things off with some English. All right. Uh, damn it, we got to play Northern Iowa again, don't we? They're coming. Where's SEMO uh, when you need them? Where is SEMO? SEMO, where are you? That was a great opener. I enjoyed last that opener. Year. Nice day. Not even competitive. Although, oh, Mark Farley's kind of on that. Uh, he said numerous times in the media this summer that they have the best quarterback in the state of Iowa. Oh. In Theo Day. Really, I yeah. haven't heard him. I haven't heard coach. So we're starting. He's starting to. He's starting to pipe up like he does this time of year, saying they if think they can beat Iowa State. God's honest truth, and like Simo goes to K State. By the way, in the first for game. what it's worth, 
I know better than to be cocky about this Northern Iowa game. There will be no cockiness no coming cocky. from this podcast. Zero cockiness. They very well could win the game. Um, when you're talking Mark Farley, and, and I really don't know, it just feels like they haven't made as much noise in FCS lately. I agree. Are we at like the Gary Patterson, like sell the stock with Are him? we? I don't know. That's a good question. Have they made, they haven't made a semifinal. I don't know. Yeah. But again, long, long time. do not misconstrue what I'm saying with, I know they could very well oh, beat yeah. Iowa state on Saturday. Uh, okay. That's like I'm not two weeks in two weeks. Two yeah. Weeks, yeah. But uh, I, I was, I was curious about that with Farley. I, I mean, the guy's great. He's one of the most consistent winners in that division of all time. But like, I, yeah, I don't, wonder, I don't know what Northern their, Iowa yeah, what their staff play. situation is. Yeah, I mean, they haven't a, interesting. They've made a lot of playoff noise in the last decade. No, but they always play but these D one games. They're going to well. play well on Saturday. And it, and it really, if it's Iowa, you know, they played Wisconsin tough one year. Yep. They didn't they play like Hawaii or like I think so. Yeah, like mm-hmm. they're always in these games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I'm, you're not going to catch this guy being cocky mm-hmm. about it. Oh, hell no. We are going to do a lot of football here. We're going to go through and give our point spread projections if the season were to, if these games were to play right now. Right now. Yeah. Or are we doing that or are we projecting what we think the Lions will be? Um, wh- however you want to do it. I mean, I, it's hard to know what, what right now and what the. I mean, who knows? I would say just what's your general thought where it'd be right now. Okay. We're going to do that. And we are going to cap off today's podcast in our Wiffles hybrid segment and talk about the uh, situation going on with the ACC and these Pac-12 leftovers. I also want to touch a just a smidge on the, you know, the playoff is all messed up now for next year yeah. because the Pac-12, there is a meeting coming up with all those stakeholders, I believe on August 30th that will decide that. So touch on maybe the last type of conversation like this, we will have for a while, because I think once the games get going, like this is all going to Peter out just a little bit wider under the bridge. Although it does feel like this ACC thing is imminent where something's going to go down. Not necessarily with Florida state that will happen in the next year, but as far as Stanford and Cal and, and all that stuff. So we'll get to all that here on your Williams and Bloom Sunday. Remember, we are two days a week now, Williams and Bloom Wednesday. You can hear Kicking It with Jeff Woody and Grant Mahoney, which is presented by our friends at Kelderman Manufacturing. And I believe, I believe this week we will have our first football and random things. Nice. With Jeff Woody and Colin Newell. Those are your golf partners. Those are my golf partners. And then uh, Colin, or Connor Ferguson is going to moderate and host that show for us this year. That it, that show is presented by our friends at Wiffles Hybrid. So we look forward to that. That is all coming up this week here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Of course, we are in the Wild Rose Casino in Jefferson Studios, and we are fueled by Cody Road. No Cody Road for me at 10 o'clock on a Sunday morning. I apologize, Ryan Burchett. I love your product. It's a great product. I've got to take the girls school shopping today. Big day. The eight-year-old is... um, She just told me when I walked in, she wants to go to the mall. Dude, what the hell? I didn't know malls malls still were an attraction. I know. Buy it on Amazon. (laughs) My eight-year-old, for seven years, has hated shopping. 
everything to do with it. I don't want to look at shoes. I don't want to do this. And now all of a sudden, she wants to go to the damn mall. And she's just she won't quit bothering me about it. So I'm taking the girls to the mall today. And you know my hatred for West Des Moines. I don't like going. Oh, over you're going all the way over there. Yeah, she wants to go to the big the mall. The big mall. Yeah. Mm. She doesn't want to go to, and I don't necessarily know if I want to go to the outlet mall either. It's like 150 degrees out today. So you have to walk outside a little bit at the outlet mall. Yeah. So good luck, buddy. That's my. Uh, You'll need a Cody Road after that. Final Sunday before the uh, before the season starts. Yeah, because it's week zero. No Big 12 games in week zero. And you could go to Vegas this week. Yeah, I'm going over to Circa for Iowa Everywhere. Hassel and I will be doing shows there at the end of the week. Which will be fun. I just I have a little bit of dad guilt though because it's the first week of school yeah. and it's hard to get and away. You got a kindergarten I, starting, yeah, starting Wednesday. Is he nervous? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. Mom and dad are a little nervous. Oh, it's the worst. I they don't prepare you for these things. Uh, I, when I dropped Cammy off in kindergarten, I bawled like a baby. When I dropped Cammy off at preschool, I bawled yeah. like a baby. <laughs> when I drop her off at third grade, I will bawl like a baby. I hate it. I I'm the type that just want to like wrap them up in bubble paper and just keep yeah, them with don't, me. Yeah. Don't, but, but you can't do that. Don't get old. But also, yeah, it's, we did our kindergarten roundup this week. I was like, Oh my gosh. Like I remember when I was a kid, like, that's whirlwind. Yeah. Getting old is fun. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners are experiencing the same yep. things. A lot of our listeners are like, screw that. We're sending our kids back. <laughs> yeah. Get them out of the house. Get them out of the house. I, mean, I might feel like that in like a week, yeah. but I I'm certainly for now not, for this week, not feeling that at this point in time all right so full disclosure the we believe DraftKings had some lines for iowa state at one point for the football season but they they are no longer because there's so many questions about the Iowa and, state team and we realize the uh the visual of us talking about what the point spreads will be <laughs> iowa, yeah. but, but you, we, we all understand what we're doing here right we're trying to project. We're trying records. to project, yeah, what, what records right. will be and, and where Iowa State sits in the in the game by game schedule wise. What we are trying to do here is we're trying to take our bias out of it. Yep. And we're trying to see like what an objective observer would think of these games from the outside looking one in. by one. Yep. So that is the the point of this. We are not. Yeah, you're right. It, it does feel weird now it's it's gonna be odd for a little bit to just i or i would stay discussing gambling involved with any of yeah. them just, we, that's just the nature we of understand it. the sensitivity yeah. there we're not trying but but again we're trying to you know because i think like i could go down here and find five wins or whatever six wins maybe but like it's what what does an outsider think yep. and then what would be an overachieving season what would be an underachieving season that is our objective love it in today's podcast. We'll start with Northern Iowa. One o'clock kick uh, coming up a week from yesterday. No, a week from Saturday. Excuse me. My my weeks are all... Iowa State will be favored here, but probably not by as many as you think. Yeah, I'm just trying to... You and I, I just don't know. I mean, they think they're going to be pretty good, but they've said that now for a couple of years like we talked about. You know, I would say right off the top, what, what was it two years ago? It was like 35 points. It was way too it's many. It's not, not going to be that. Uh, definitely not going to be that. I'd say this this will line up, seat up, around 10 to 12. I was going to say 13. Okay. So we are, and I think everybody would probably take the points. I don't know. I don't know. In a scenario like that. I, I mean, just based on history. I, yeah, g- you have gener- to on history. Generally, uh, 
these games can get out of hand for the FCS team. You and I went to Air Force last year and lost by 30. Now, Air Force is a good program. Don't get me wrong. That never uh, happens in this game. Right. And, and like, when is the last time Iowa State, like, handled Northern Iowa? Well, it was 17, and it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't handled, and they got behind in that. I did that game on TV with Sage. Um, Iowa State scored two defensive touchdowns that game, I want to say. Yeah. yeah. So, yes, it's, it's been a while. It's been a while. I mean, you, you really got to go back to, I mean, gosh, Brett Myers um, freshman year yeah. when they won 24 nothing. But again, this you and I, it's you and I, is a, it's a weird team. Like they will, they will, they went six this, and five last year. I don't know what to, I suppose the quarterback, as we talked about is good. I don't know what else they have. Defense has regressed a little bit in the last couple of years for them. What's so. the situation with Brian Clanton? Well, uh, there you, you know, go. I don't know. Is that a factor? It could be at all. I, I, I don't know. I, yeah, but I'm Iowa State will be in that two touchdown favorite neighborhood. I don't. Would I? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to think from there. I mean, there's so many questions for Iowa State. I don't think it'll that be it's hard to really guess. I don't think the line will be more than two touchdowns. I, I, I agree because Iowa State's offensive power ratings are just so bad. I don't think you can physically make them really over anybody until you've seen something with the offense. Uh, here, here's so, so we're going to talk about this throughout this. Do we realize how good Iowa State's defense was last year? I don't think we as a, as a fan base do. Can I give you some numbers? Yeah, please. Ready for some numbers? Iowa State was fourth in the country last year in yards per game allowed. And they were sixth in yards per play allowed, C-Dub. They mm-hmm. returned most of that defense. Here are the teams that were ahead of Iowa State in yards per play allowed. And this is hilarious, actually. Air Force, Iowa, and Illinois. Here's one more stat for you. Put this one in bold. Of the top 45 teams in yards per play last year, only one had a losing record. Mm. It was Iowa State. That's incredible. So what does that mean? If Iowa State's defense is even in the same neighborhood, the offense doesn't have to be good. I mean, it just can't be dead last like it was in the Big 12 last year. And if you get to average, you're going to win some games just based on the power ratings alone. So, a couple more things. Iowa State led the Big 12 in defense last year by 100 yards. However, they were last in points per game by 10 points in the entire conference. Like They weren't even close to ninth. So, offense has to be better, but... The defense with Tampa and Purchase and Freeler and Orange and on and on and on. I mean, there are some good players, and I don't think this defense is going to take a huge step back. So if the offense can just increase a little bit, uh, you have the chance to flip this thing pretty quickly, in my opinion. I am actually going to pull up, so I have a little bit of data for us, some power ratings. Do you realize how hard it is to give up less than 300 yards a game and win four games? <laughs> you got to be really bad on special teams. <laughs> yeah, no, and you right. got to be even worse on offense. I mean, it is really hard to do. It's not an easy thing to do. It's like the only the two power 5 teams that were that had were in the top 40 in defense with losing records was Iowa State and A&M. Well, that is um that is something. So yeah. let's yeah. I I I I don't think the defense is going to drop off much. I, I really don't. I really in fact, don't if anything, I think they could probably take a few more turnovers. Yeah. You know, because that, that ball is about to bounce that direction at some capacity. Now now it's up to the offense to yeah, I mean, there's knock so it many, away. And the, so many questions on offense. You just and don't special know. teams, too. And special teams. You know, like I – you hope this new coach clears a lot of that up, but you, you don't know. Yeah, and I guess the – He can't kick. 
Well, sounds like it might have a new kicker. Contreras? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, so where are we going to go? I'm going to let's let's meet in the middle. Uh, we'll say Iowa State by 12. 12. Okay. Perfect. Minus 12. Okay. Iowa. Second game of the year. I can give you uh, these are Steve Mannequin's power ratings. Okay. So he's a VSIN guy. All right. So he knows what he's doing. He's got Iowa at right now 51 and a half, and he has Iowa State at 48 and a half. So a three point differential. I'm guessing these came out before a lot of the gambling sure. stuff. So let's bump that down to five. Um, I will be, I, I, people are going to fall for this trap. I'm just telling you. No, I know. I will be a five point favorite. I think it'll be three to five, three to five, but Iowa state analytically is right there with them. Now, either if McNamara is, but you got to realize better. I was playing, you know, well, you know, Utah state actually isn't going to be terrible this year. So, I, I'm telling you, people are going to fall for this trap. It's going to be like years in the past where it's like, I, you know, I was going to get all the picks going in. No one's going to believe in Iowa State. And I was... Especially if Iowa State struggles in game one, which the, historically it does. Yep. The thing is, Iowa was so bad on offense. Now, you can blame the quarterback all you want, but at some point, their offensive line, after losing Chris Doyle, like, nobody's talking about that. They have not done anything the last two years since they lost that guy to the whole I'm talking about it. I've pointed that out multiple times. Iowa averaged, see, 110 yards less than Iowa State last year. 110 yards! Like, their offense was so bad, and now you can blame the quarterback all you want. And he was bad. But for them to think that they're all of a sudden, now the schedule's easy, but I'm just, like, give me one-on-one game in Ames... When you're both one and zero, I I think I will be favored, but it I wouldn't I wouldn't don't fall for it. That's all I'm saying. Five points because they're they'll oh, they'll get they'll get the love yeah people. they'll get the love from yeah. the public for yeah. sure yeah and every oh I would say lost it's quarterback now, and just running for back. what it's worth now that we're doing this I think we have to go what would the line be now yeah. Because it's impossible. Like, if Iowa State would go out and need triple overtime to beat you For and sure. I, like, it's going to... Or if McNamara gets hurt, yeah. it changes the whole thing. So, like, thing. let's yeah. do what would the line yep. be right I, now? I, I think three to five. That's the, I would have Iowa at five. Okay, well, it's, okay. Four. Four Just five. because I think that it gets steamed up really quickly. Yep. yep. I think that's fair. Uh, Ohio. The Bobcats. Mm. This is a power rating differential. Again, this is from v of 12. Uh, let's knock it down to 10. You're on the road. Iowa State's a nine-point favorite on the road. Yeah, I think, I mean, the game last year was not competitive. Uh, it really wasn't. Ohio returns a lot, though. Let's say eight. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. I mean, it's, it's a weird... Seven and a half. It's tough. <laughs> We're already dropping it. Uh, it's hard to go. It's, it, it's, an odd, it's an odd spot. I mean, Iowa State did beat them by 35 last year, though. So it was pretty evident that one team was a Big 12 team See, the, and the other one was not. Here's the thing about all these games that we've discussed so far, and, and, and it's going to carry over to the opener in the Big 12 too, is that, you know, defensively, like you list off the first three opponents where, you know, there's going to be a lot of people based on the offseason saying, oh, you're one and two or whatever. And, and you very well could be, but like of all those teams, like, they can't be overwhelmingly confident playing against Iowa State's defense. No, Iowa State was top yeah. five in the country. Yeah, so you're going to be in these. You games, will you be think. there. That's just like I. <laughs> the, the gambling thing has distracted us so much of like Iowa State. 
has the potential again to be a top 10 defense. And if you're that good, I mean, you got to score on Iowa State too. It's not just, you're not just going to, you know, turn over your way to the end zone. And unless you're Iowa, apparently. But it's just, man, I, I, I think we're underselling how good Iowa State's defense could be. Okay, so. I, eight and a half. Nine. I'll go eight and a half. Rourke's back. I mean, he was the offensive player of the year in the MAC. He was—he's a good player. It's just you, 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 this is a game where your physicality just needs to just. How far of a drive to Athens, Ohio? Maybe that's uh, a trip we should it's, do. It's ten, roughly. Yeah, I don't know if I want to do that. I don't want. I got a wedding. Who schedules a wedding? That's a bad move. I got a wedding. I got to go to that day. It's ten hours on the dot. Look at that. I don't think I'm going to be making that. Uh, I'm going to go to Cincinnati. You're all in on Cincinnati. Going to Cincinnati. Okay. I'll probably go with you. I feel like that's one that you can do that. So yes, I feel like a lot of Iowa state fans will make that trip. So eight, eight to nine points there. Okay. Uh, The next one is September the 23rd home game against Oklahoma state prior to the gambling. But by the way, for just real quick on Ohio C-dubs, they play this Saturday. They're a week zero game. Oh, good. At San Diego State on national TV. Get a good look there. Iowa State and Oklahoma State are basically identical in power ratings. Interesting. Going into this year. Hmm. I've sold the stock on Gundy. I'm, I've been looking, starting to do my it's real heavy. It's a huge heavy. game. This game is I, I mean, isn't game. this... Boy, you, you win this one, you just feel a lot better going into Oklahoma and TCU. No question. Um, I will make Iowa State a point-and-a-half favorite. Two-and-a-half point favorite. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. Two-and-a-half point favorite I, over Oklahoma State. They Again, they're... I don't know what to make of them. There are some people who pick them to win the conference. That's insane. They, I don't I mean that. They were one of the like great losers in the portal the entire offseason. And, and Iowa State had that game won. They were so bad. In my opinion, that was the worst loss of the year for Iowa yeah, State. They were so bad year. at quarterback that day. So bad. That was worse than Kansas. I, it yeah, it was kind of so Kansas State like you comes back and bites you cuz it was home and what they ended up being, but yeah. like t- to me, I didn't feel worse about the team more than after the Oklahoma State game last year. I yeah, that was just 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 kept Chopping your own foot off in that game. Uh, they do go to Arizona State in week two, so yeah. we'll have a high major opponent to judge on. I mean, the thing with Gundy, he generally they're going to be who they are. I mean, they, they haven't really had down years, but I just man, they got well, like, they got hit hard in the portal. Gundy, th- this either going to go one of two ways. Like he has this triumphant return where you know they they're ten and two. Yep. Or. This thing flames could, out could, pretty bad. It could go they the win other three way. games. Yeah, I think it could do that. Uh, who is who, who? Do we even have for quarterback for them? I mean, Spencer Sanders is now at Mississippi. His son's there, and then they had a transfer. Oh, it's uh, Alan Bowman. Yeah, who's been around for like yeah. fifteen he's, years. He's just a guy. Yeah. And then Ra- this Rangel, his third team. Wrangle's still there. This is his third team, right? Yeah, because he was he's Michigan. He was Tech. He was yeah. man. He's been all over the place. Yeah. I'll give Iowa State the favorite. In I agree. Game. I agree. Shout out to our buddy Colin Newell. Can hit the bombs on the golf course, I tell you. And he can do a hell of a job for you with your insurance needs. 
And he is going to be, as we mentioned, on Football and Random Things with Jeff Woody this year. Really gives us uh, some insight on this offensive line. Can't wait. And I'm looking forward to that conversation with him and Jeff. I heard them talking a lot on the golf course in, in Storm Lake the other day about this. And uh, I think Colin's going to be a really nice piece to our podcast network. But he could be a nice piece for your family, too, as far as an insurance expert, Farm Bureau Financial Services. Just Google his name, Colin Newell. That's one L. Colin Newell Insurance uh, with Farm Bureau former Cyclone. He can get you a great rate, and it's uh, great to support a, a former Cyclone like that who is supporting what we do here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Next game is at Oklahoma. That is September the 30th. Hmm. Uh, no start time on that one yet. The power ratings will be fairly lopsided here, but not as much as you would think. Just straight power rating. Again, this is all pre-gambling, so they have not adjusted after that. I feel like I need to... Yeah, I just... I would say three points. I don't think you need to adjust it much, though. Okay. Well, there's a eight-point differential. Nine-point differential between Iowa State and Oklahoma. You go on the road. Iowa State's a 13-point underdog. Yeah, I think it's 10 to 12. 10 to 12 in there. I, I, I just... I don't... I think this is Venable's last year. Now, the schedule is pretty easy for them, all things considered. Have they turned it around? I mean, quarterback has been good. I just, yeah, I mean, they, uh, Oklahoma's definitely favored against Iowa State. And they will, looking at Oklahoma's schedule, they'll be favored in pretty much every game but Texas. But a lot of those are going to be one-possession games. And you know, it's not an easy place to play. Last trip for Iowa State to Norman. Um It'll be interesting. I mean, that game was a coin flip game in Ames and Oklahoma won. But yeah, I think this is 10 to 12. I'll put it at 13. Okay. After that, TCU comes to Iowa State on the 7th of October. Hmm. Believe it or not, TCU... Um, actually, they're, TCU's four points less than... I'm just looking at the entire Big 12 as far as power ratings go here. So Texas is the clear favorite. Um, and then it goes Oklahoma, Texas Tech, Kansas State, TCU are both there at the same number. Um, there is a four-and-a-half-point differential hmm. between Iowa State and TCU. That game is in Ames. Yeah, I mean, they lost a bunch. I mean, they lost Duggan. They right lost now, Miller. They lost Johnston. I'm going to make TCU a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I think, I think that's – I like that. I like that. They'll be an interesting case study. I mean, they they got drilled in that championship game. Is there a is there a lingering effect from that? And then they lost a bunch. Keep in well, mind, two years ago, Chris, this team had a losing record. So yeah, the thing about TCU too, they're they're fascinating because they they go to that championship game. But man, how many games did Doug oh, have to like lead them back? They just they were the anti Iowa State. They won everything close. I, I mean, would, they were dead to rights a couple of times. I would sell high on them. Yeah, going into the year. And they, again, their schedule prior to Iowa State is pretty easy, so they could be undefeated rolling in there, which will actually be good. And if they are undefeated, then that steams up. Yeah, the line. Yeah, I don't know. There, I don't know what to think about them this year. I'm going to make it a three point favorite. I like Morris, the quarterback. He's done some nice things, but he's not Duggan. I'm going to make Iowa State a three point underdog. Okay. okay, all right. At Cincinnati, Bloom will be there. I'll be there on the 14th. Um, Iowa State is a five-point 
favored as far as the power rating goes. Good. Give it two and a half points to Cincinnati. Cyclones by two. Yeah, I think two point road. I'll just say straight up pick them right now. Okay, well, let's mean, just, yeah, let's do that. I like game. that, too. I like that better. Road game, Big 12. I'm trying to actually do the math there, but I, yeah, that feels I, I just, better to I me. I just think that's a pick em game. That feels better to me. And they are, uh, they're an interesting team. Again, so many. Have you realized how many transfers they have? Like, their entire starting they offense only, is transferred. I, no, I believe they only have one scholarship player left over from last year. It is crazy. It's like, I don't know. I, like, I mean, how can you pick on this? How do you have a power rating for you, this I, You don't. Yeah, it's just crazy. And they're, again, their schedule, play Pittsburgh. They play Oklahoma, BYU before then. Who knows where their mental headspace is at when Iowa State rolls to town. I didn't know that Satterfield and Campbell had the history they did yeah. either. Yeah, and the same staff at yeah, uh, they were Bowling Green or Toledo, one of them. Toledo, I Toledo. believe. Okay. It wasn't for very long. It was only for like six there, months. You'll know. You'll have a good idea of what Cincinnati is after the first two weeks. Because if these guys are good, I think they'll come out and be good. If if it goes sideways, though, it could be a long year for Satterfield. The game on October 28th, I think, is a pretty tough one at Baylor. Uh, this I feel like you and me fight about Baylor every offseason. I, I think they're going to be the dark horse to win the Big 12. I don't think they will, but I just... You got a returning quarterback. I really love Aranda. Uh, their offensive scheme's great. They always have athletes on defense. It's a, it is a tough place to play. They have a three and a half point power rating lead on Iowa State. I'm going to make the Bears an eight point favorite. Yeah, I think six to eight there. Um, Shapin's back. I'm I'm with you though this year. I I think Baylor underachieved. They were a little bit like Iowa State. They didn't win many close games. I mean, they lost to TCU on that fire drill. A lot of a lot of things went wrong for Baylor uh, last year. Analytically, they're okay. Fourth in defense in the Big 12. Seventh in offense. Um, they were really close to, to getting there. Lost a bunch on the lines, though. So I would be concerned about their ability to, to be physical. But in Waco, thank goodness this is an October game and not in the middle of September. I have some bad memories of hot bad games mojos. in Waco. Yeah. Everything always goes weird there. Remember the the bus got in like traffic or whatever oh, that one time? Yeah. That was that they was a game Iowa State won and they had delayed delayed the game. Yeah, so they've lost Iowa State's lost two two years two times in a row down there. Two years ago was the big comeback. Purdy led them, um, and the two point conversion went awry. And then four years ago was the tent gate game where they couldn't have the tents and it was like hundred and ten. It was a bad deal. The November 4th game is homecoming. Kansas comes to town. I think one of the most interesting teams in the entire Big 12. For I'll, sure. I'll explain. I, I don't know what to, th- to, to make of them at all. Well, they, they, bring, they bring back a lot on offense. Yeah. And actually, they bring back a lot across the board, but they were so bad on defense last year. Believe it or not. Now, and, th- and this is where it gets really interesting. Like, this is why we're doing this exercise here. Okay. Yep. Because Kansas is power rated lower than Iowa State. Yeah, Iowa State's got more of a track record. So, Iowa State, just pure power ratings would be, right now, about a four and a half point favorite over Kansas at home. I think that's fair. Because they're about a two and a half point advantage on the power ratings, two points for Jack Trice Stadium. How about this? Kansas finished second in the conference in points last year. 
at over 35. But they couldn't and a stop half. anybody. They were dead last yeah. by a large margin in defense. They gave up 35 and a half points. So they scored 35 and a half points. They gave up 35 and a half points. Can I make this a pick too? Or I think I, need... I think it's three. You... I think Iowa State's. Iowa State, I'll so, go two and a half. Okay. It's going to be right around there. Again, this is the point, though. How many games How many games do we have within you know four to five points? Already? This is why we're doing this exercise. Yeah. I need to reiterate this yeah. for everybody. The, I, I'm, liter- I'm going off of a Vegas odd makers power ratings yep. here. This is not our opinion. And it's all ba- so why you're going, man, Iowa State's high in those. Well, the defense was top five in the country. Correct. That's why. Uh, at BYU. Hmm. Uh, in Provo, so BYU is a. I I am fairly bearish on them starting off in the Big Twelve. Here's my real quick take on them. I feel like you know kind of what the player they're always going to get. They'll be like this in basketball too. When you're the head coach at BYU, it's an easy job because you your talent doesn't sp- unless you get a Zach Wilson right. Like in the, and sometimes yeah. sometimes you run into that. Yep. And and that, I don't think they had that guy. Right. Well, they got Slovis, the transfer. Yeah. Keaton's eighth school. His, yeah, third team as as well because he went from USC to Pitt now to BYU. Mm-hmm. That's a guy that doesn't really terrify me though. You can get after him. Put yeah, some, you know, he's, like he, he's a nice player. Yeah, he's fine. But Iowa State power rating wise is a comfortable favorite. Really. Over so forty eight and a half BYU two and a half point favorite. You go on the road. BYU would be about a one and a half point favorite. I think that's fair right now. And then again, this is a winnable game. Very winnable I'm game. I'm gonna give BYU plus two or Iowa State plus two at BYU. And their schedule so we'll see where to your point, you get into November now, you start wondering, you know, where are teams at mentally? Like you've seen some teams completely cash out. Uh, West Virginia last year names did not want to be there. Uh, here's the schedules: two two slappies. BYU gets early, and then at Arkansas, at Kansas, Cincinnati, TCU, Tech, Texas, West Virginia, Iowa State. So again, it's hard to predict. I think right now BYU's you know a one to two point favorite in Provo, but this is a game that the the season will will impact for sure. Okay, we've got two more games to go. Texas is the odds-on favorite to win the Big 12 Conference. They are power-rated top six in the country. Okay, so they I don't know, man. They really like Texas this year. The odds makers do. The differential between Texas and Iowa State is about 14 points. The game is at Jack Trice Stadium. Give you two. Uh, we'll go Texas minus 13. That's too high. Too high? Yeah. Minus 12? I I would... I'm going to go 10. Ooh. I'm going to go 10. Texas always has inflated lines, though. They do, but they have won in Ames in a long time. I mean, they got drilled the last two times. Right, minus Ames. 11. Okay, fair. I, just, I think this spot is awesome for Iowa State. Because Texas is going ride, to be riding high on their horse. They're going to Ames in mid-November. Which is the one thing the scheduling people helped Iowa State oh, with here? Absolutely, absolutely. The and they and you know, it, I mean, we should play the audio of that uh, that the brat or excuse me that Texas defensive line coach last time they were named and they got absolutely manhandled by Iowa State and we just tell them that you guys all quit. This was the same 
one is the pole assassin. Yeah, it was the pole assassin game. game. <laughs> yes. And I, I, honestly, Texas may be coming in here undefeated with one loss, and I think that's a perfect spot. This gives me a lot of uh, gives me a lot of Oklahoma State eleven vibes. C Dubs. Texas could be top three in the country coming to Ames. Iowa State's like, oh, who are these guys? Hmm. I'm. I don't know. I would. Uh, I like Iowa State's spot here. I agree. They're, the Texas will be ten point favorites, but uh, beware, beware Longhorns. Final game of the regular season. I say regular season because you're hoping to get to a, the postseason. Yes. Is Thanksgiving weekend in Manhattan at Kansas State. Kansas State, as you would expect if you pay attention to this thing, not power rated incredibly high. Nope. They never are. The differential between the two is about four and a half. Games in Manhattan. Um. Kansas State's a nine-point favorite. Yeah, I think seven to ten is fair for right now. They were the anti-Iowa State. They won everything close mm-hmm. last year. Very similar statistic profiles. Now, what K-State did, I mean, this is amazing. Okay, how about this? Here you go. Here, here's, a, here's a number for you guys. Uh, in overall stats for the whole year, K-State averaged 32 points. And gave up twenty one. Yeah, I guess they were really good. they were a lot better on offense than I remember, and they were really good on offense. I mean, they literally dominated the red zone. So they they were third in the conference in scoring, even though you wouldn't think they had a dynamic offense. But they got there, and so that is K State's going to be solid all the way across the board, talent wise. I don't think it's a huge difference, but I agree with you down there. Um, seven to ten. We'll make it nine. Yeah. Keep it underneath that two score. That's another game I always had had last yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, they really did. That was the K-State most. wins the conference. Okay, so what does this exercise tell us when I do the math? Yeah, let's, so what's how many games within a touchdown? We, we have, uh, first of all, now this, this never plays out. Nope. I feel like, do I really have to give that? <laughs> I mean, because somebody... <laughs> Say so you predicted this. Yeah, no, uh, this is not even my prediction. This is literally what odds makers are saying right now. That Iowa State will be favored in four games. We had the Cincinnati game at a pick 'em. We think that could go either way. We're being realistic here that Cincinnati, we just don't have a clue. I, I would actually lean that they're not going to be as good. I would, it's a lot. It's a huge, huge makeover. For I would lean that Iowa State may be favored. In, where does, so let's say Iowa State's a one-point favorite in it. That's five, five games you're favored in. Okay. What's the number at? Five. <laughs> so tells me we did our job here. Yep. You know, it tells me that... So where did you... You want one-score games? Yeah. Okay, so Iowa. So one. Uh, Oklahoma State, two. TCU, three. Cincinnati, four. Uh, Kansas five, BYU six, so that's six one score games either way for Iowa State. Yeah, so then that, and then you could even say Baylor because Baylor is an eight point. Yeah, we one. get them it's right really, on that. Really close right there. It's can your offense be okay? Defense, I th- I'm not. The defense will take a small step back potentially because it's hard to be top five year in and year out. I mean, Iowa State's defense was statistically better than Georgia's last year. Okay. But the offense was just so bad in the red zone and in special teams that if you're just, if you improve to average C-Dub, 
you're going to flip those one-score games. And so, yeah, it, it, looking at it, I understand why the over-under is at five. But also, yeah, you're like it's in the right spot. You're, you are this close to getting there. And, you know, if I look at it, so the question is, well, how do these the gambling investigation affect things? Well, honestly, Iowa State was dead last in offense by a wide margin and lost four players off that offense due to gambling. So is that good or bad? You know, you could argue either way. Mm hmm. Um, and Deckers, again, everyone's going to say, oh, I've lost the quarterback, starting running back. It, like we talked about, if, if they can just get Rocco or JJ or maybe even both to just manage the game, let your defense do the job, run the ball, those one-score games flip the other way. Don't turn the ball over. So there's the, there's the roadmap. It's not an easy schedule, though. It is not an easy schedule. And, and that, that this exercise proves that. But it also doesn't, it's, it's, this isn't 2013 where you're going to be three touchdown, four touchdown underdogs everywhere either. Our, our, our goal is accomplished. I hope you guys feel a little bit enlightened with that. I feel better. I actually going through, I feel better. Yeah. Well, I just, I I like looking at somebody else's numbers and knowing that like, cause we obviously want Iowa state to win to like take our bias out of it. And here we are. I want to give a shout out to. Uh, my guy, Jeremy Danielson, I know he's listening. He listens to every podcast. Are you buying or selling a home? Or, I think this is cool, they do online notary services. That's right. Which is something that everybody could use. It's I didn't even know what that was until I became an adult. <laughs> and it was like, this needs to be notarized. What the hell is that? Who do I go to for that? Go to danielsonlaw.com and you can book an appointment with... Jeremy and his lovely wife, Sarah, they are diehard cyclones, raising a couple of young boys who are also diehard cyclones. He practices real estate law, so that means that these guys were, um, when you buy a house, like uh, oftentimes the real estate agent will already have like the lawyers baked in. You can tell them, no, I want to use my guy, Jeremy Daniels. Save you some money. It's going to save you some money, and you're working with a great dude who we endorse here at Cyclone fanatic.com also shout out to jeff kelderman this guy's uh this guy's a hoot bloom you got to you got to meet kelderman oh what a legend well he's the guy who put the clarinda academy sign (laughs) in front of my camper last year out of nowhere it was wild i i was in there working i don't remember before which game it was and i and i come out and there's this clarinda academy sign front of my camper but nonetheless uh he owns kelderman manufacturing the kelderman corn reel is this badass piece of equipment that jeff's dad he his name is gary and he invented back in 1977 so what it does is if you have some bad wind if you're a farmer out there and best of luck we know harvest is going to be just around the corner we're not quite there yet but we did get some Rain here in the last couple of weeks, yep. so that's a good thing. It's going to be really hot this week. Boy, Ooh. it's going to be hot this week. Nasty out there. Uh, but nonetheless, the Kelderman corn reel, how it works is they bend all the spokes in that reel so it works in standing corn. It can save a ton of money for you. These guys farm themselves. They test their own products. Check them out at Kelderman Manufacturing. They have a beautiful website, and they are located in Oskaloosa. You'll see Kelderman's big I, rig in the RV lot. I had a... Uh, on the Storm Lake golfers, which what a great time that was oh, this yeah. week. Shout out to Storm Lake. Uh, Hell yeah. Guy came up and was like, hey, 
where's that where's that kelderman beast of a truck that williams has i was like well he's he doesn't have it yet he's working on it yeah yeah, yeah he's getting it, he's getting it turked out I was like oh well i need to see that it's like i want i want Actually, to get one of those badass rigs myself the uh Calderman, or the Carl guys are wrapping it this week, so it will be wrapped for the first time. There you go. Uh, everything's like behind. Yeah, I, know, we're, ah, still, we're like, catching up. Still playing. Catch it was up like here. a four-week wait to get my truck wrapped, yeah. but we'll have that done for you guys. Will see the new Carl Chevrolet Cyclone Fanatic truck for the season opener. Also, shout out to our friends at Wiffles Hybrids. Um, Thanks to Ethan for bringing us some gear. Yeah. You got to grab some of that. Yeah. yeah before you leave, right. some new Wiffles hybrids hats and T-shirts and all that good stuff. We saw a lot of Wiffles guys out there. It was awesome. At Storm Lake. So much in Northwest Iowa. Which is not surprising. We had an amazing event in Northwest Iowa. The great, the people in Storm Lake were phenomenal. I'm not surprised. These are always my, you know, Brent, my favorite events when we go to these kind of rural areas that don't get a lot of these things. Boy, were they were they passionate, they were appreciative. I know we will made a bunch of money. It was great, great for us. And it honestly it blew me away. The the amount of people that just pulled me aside and just say, Hey, this is for you guys for coming here. And I had a couple even just say, Hey, can you make sure that, you know, Rob and Trey they were so appreciative that Rob Jones and Trey King came that they want to make sure that they were taken care of for their gas and things too. I was like, no, we got, we got, we got that That's part cool. taken care of, but they were, yeah, it was a really, really good day. And so we're doing this matching challenge with, we will. Yeah. And it kicked off our, our matching challenge superbly. So we, good. we probably raised, uh, between the golf court, the golf outing and the individual donations, you know, around 20, $25,000 that night. Inc- wow. Yeah. That's really awesome. Yep. So thank, thank you, Storm Lake. We will be back. I, Evan, hope, I hope that the Evan, you're the man. Evan brother. and the guys invite us back. Yeah. Because the golf course is great too, by the way. Yeah. My team kicked your team's rear. Yeah. Well, my my team, you know, we had a good <laughs> you time. You had a good time though. <laughs> we had a good time. We were never really. You're in, listening to Megan the Stallion yeah. at that points. Yeah. We were never really. <clears throat> I felt like we were never really in contention. Even from tee off on, you know, we were never that team, but we had a really good time. And no, thanks to our friends at yeah, Wiffles Hybrids. And they, they, uh, our final segment here every week. They're finalizing their Ames facility. It's getting closer. Man, mm-hmm. that's going to be a big time impact. And they just do corn and they do corn better than anybody. Yeah. The, I was fascinated. We met with some of their business leaders last week as well and to hear some of the plans and, Really, it, it feels like a really smart move, what they're trying to do to, to be located in Ames with that ag school just right there. You know, it just kind of changes everything. You don't have to necessarily move to Illinois or move to, you know, like they can keep a lot of that talent right in-house. There. Great, great, great company. So the last conversation I wanted to have, and I, I really don't want to dwell on it. I've, I'm realignment out. Yeah. War uh, happening in the ACC right now. Yeah where you've got these groups of schools that are basically planning their exit and not wanting to expand because they, I don't think want to open up their grant of rights. And uh, there's a lot of stuff that's inside baseball that I'm not even going to bring up. Um, My question is Brent. It's not even a question. What I wanted to hit on the Stanford Cal thing, if they were to join the ACC one, it's just, it seems so stupid. Uh, Right. Like it just, it just seems really won't work really dumb i don't know why stanford doesn't just go independent and 
join another conference in other sports. Mm-hmm. You know, it just feels like that's the natural thing to do. Here's my thing: get over yourselves, Cal and Stanford. Right? They, like, they don't need. They 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 won't. No, I they know they want. They don't want to play Boise and UNLV. They don't want to associate their schools with Boise. This is and what UNLV. I told Hassel when we had our emergency: the Pac-12 is dying podcast. Because he's like, "Well, they'll all go to the Mountain West." I'm like, "No, they won't. They will go independent before they will." be associated Boise was like a junior college like 30 years ago they they're academic people and I go Kleofkov got destroyed as maybe rightfully so he was not great their academic people did not do them any favors no they just refused to associate with well they could be in the big 12 right the lowers of the big 12 yeah they had a chance which Michael Crow in Arizona State was like that too yeah and then they Tuck their tail between their legs. At least yeah. they've accepted responsibility. Former Iowa State or Michael, Crow. but Stanford and Cal, they won't. They will not. They will not do that. They won't go to the Mountain West. Now, maybe the West Coast Conference in some sports, you know. Uh, but even then, Gonzaga is not. Thing is, Cal. though, like Olympic sports matters so much at Stanford. Oh, for sure. And they don't need the thing with Stanford and Cal. Both Cal to a lesser extent, clearly. Their academic size and prestige is so high that they may just say, whatever, like we don't need to do power football then and we'll just park our, but, but they, I don't know what conference they're going to go to because they still don't want to associate with the Mountain West. If I'm, I don't think Cal could potentially do this, but couldn't Stanford just go to Apple and say, Hey, give us 20 million a year. We'll put all of our. Olympic all of sports. Our stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's probably like Stanford swimming and golf means something, right? Like, yeah, I mean, you, but I, I don't know if Apple can get you, enough. Yeah. Out would of you, that. would you, but Apple's, that? you know, snobbish enough where maybe they would want to, I, it's fat. I, the ACC doesn't make sense. The mountain West doesn't make sense for them. I just, Oregon state and Washington state, those poor saps, they have nowhere to go. They just need to go to the mountain West be as good of a football product as possible. And then you hope you hope this for the thing, best, you know, that to me, Do you, I wish, I wish like hell we could get those two schools in the big 12 just for the, yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense, it, but I wish financially it doesn't quite get there. I now here's the question. Cause this is a new talker because you can never be satisfied. Are we moving to, cause I, I saw this a couple places that there's really now a power two, and then the big 12 is really a group of five or six conference. Now. And I disagree with that. I think, I think, listen, the big 10, the sec are, they, they're going to have more money, but they've had more money to begin with. Yeah. It, like if you're a recruit, this is the big, the big question. If you're a recruit, do you, is the big 12 still on par with the big 10? In the SEC, I mean, is there going to be a line of delineation I just, there? I just think Brent and you would know this more than me, and I, I'm going to say it again: like these guys want to play, they want to play, and they want to win. That's what I'm saying. If you have access to a playoff, we've seen this with Iowa State basketball the last couple of years, where some of these transfers could go and get paid more. And I wouldn't. I think. But they I think want basketball, to play. Basketball is different because I think the Big Twelve will be so good in basketball, they'll be able to roll with that. It's yeah. Like, no. I. But I guess my. What I'm saying, though, is we've seen it in basketball. Like Os- Osun was the perfect example. He could have made way more and gone to Florida. Yep. But he would have been like the eighth or ninth guy. And he chose to be more of a focal, focal point yep. at a lesser uh, paying position. And I, 
so let's talk about football, right? Like, so let's say that the NIL doomsday happens and their employees Mm -hmm. and they can make X amount of money Mm -hmm. in the ACC or the SEC versus, but like these guys all still want to play. Yeah. And they all think they're going to the NFL. Every one of them does. Yep. When they are a freshman. Yep. So yeah, they may go to Alabama, but they can still transfer. And I just don't think these guys are going to be content sitting around for cash and checks five years so they could make a hundred K. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, and that's the, and will they want to keep them around great equilibrium? They're always going to want to recruit above you then too. If you're not good enough, I think what's interesting. So to the, to the point of what's next in all of this, yes. I, some of the common thoughts are, well, here's what happens. You know, the Big 12 um, is, is going to blow up because it's going to be the power two and they're going to break off and then the Big 12 is going to be screwed and the AC, whatever. My my objection to that would be, I, I believe before that happens, Ohio State will say, we're not paying for Rutgers anymore. You know, Georgia will say, I'm not paying for Vanderbilt anymore. A lot of what you're saying in the ACC right now. Yep. If you start breaking apart from the NCAA... I think conference affiliation means less and you're looking at more of a super league type thing. And in that case, these conferences don't matter at all. Right. That's my, and so what, then the question is who makes the cut? What does it, what does that magic? Well, Iowa state will not make that cut. Whatever the super conference is. Iowa state would not be, and I don't know if Iowa would be, but do you think, do you think it's a population and money thing? It's not, if it gets to that point, will we do the Super League thing where the college football fans say enough is enough, like we're not doing this anymore? Like you saw I, a little bit of it, but then it calmed down again. If, if Greg Sankey's smart, if whoever this Big Ten guy is smart, Petiti, I did. I truly believe that it'll be like what the Super League did. Like part of the reason Arsenal draws so well is because all these other little teams watch because they have a chance to play them. That's, that's exactly and, right, and I personally would not watch as much sec football if they were if they had no affiliation with the big 12 i wouldn't i've watched the big 12 and i've watched the nfl you're not alone so we'll they, see if they, that's and how much more money do you need and i understand if you're paying players you you always want more because they're you're gonna want that advantage again though you, you i just people make like the, the Texas AD just, this is what made me laugh. And not to be Jay Billis here, because Jay always goes over the top. But Del Conte at Texas just signed a $20 million contract that, extension. Yeah. It's like, they're, that's not slowing down. Like those, now it's going to be an AD race. Now it's like becoming a status thing. In order to keep that up, you got to keep bringing money in. And that's the problem is they don't, nobody knows, nobody's going to tell these ADs and these conference commissioners to stop because there's nobody in charge. So you're going to keep trying to get power until you, until the whole thing blows up. So I, I, I think you're right. It'd be better for the sport if somebody stepped in and say, stop it. But these individuals are still making individual power decisions. And that's, I don't know. I don't know where we're headed, but I, the other, what, what's going to be fascinating in the next two years, C-Dub is how we work with the Pac-12 in the playoff situation. Because if the SEC and the Big Ten say, no, 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 we're only doing the top three conferences now and everything else is at large, and that could get 
pretty sideways pretty fast. I think if wouldn't it be five automatic bids? I would hope so. You know, the ACC, the Big 12 get one, and then you give one to a group of five, which I, would be the Pac-12. I would hope so. I just never underestimate the, the egos involved in the SEC that thinks, like, well, let's just open this whole thing up. I think they do it as more of a power play than anything, but what do I know? Be a, but again, like, that's like, to me, it's like, I mean, I understand Florida State. Like, I get it. But you're so much better off winning your league in the ACC right. and finding other ways to create revenue mm-hmm. as opposed to going and changing conferences. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've read it. I, you know, I'm a closet Florida State follower. I'm, I wouldn't call myself a fan anymore. I was when I was like 10 because they beat Nebraska and Tomahawk Chop and all that. I'm not a fan anymore, but I've, I think Norvell's a hell of a coach, by the way. Yeah, he's, we yeah. saw him in the yeah. Memphis Bowl. And like, they got a little text to where everyone thinks they're coming back, and they still haven't been back. But they were pretty good at the end of last year. But whatever. This isn't a Florida State podcast. <laughs> but the Florida State people would tell you we're thinking like generationally here. We're thinking fifty years. We're not thinking immediately. And I and I and I get that. But well, how did Florida State become Florida State be, by winning? Mm-hmm. And like, how right. did Clemson become? this TV brand because they've won in a weak conference. And yep. I just, I, you're if, right. If I'm Florida state in, and I'm back. Okay. Well, let's, let's think really hard. How can we be competitive? Not necessarily, you know, we're not going to beat, we're not going to beat out Alabama as far as TV money, but like, what can we do to try and, you know, stay, maybe it's, we're pushing for unequal revenue sharing in the ACC or whatever, but you're better off in that league. Hell, I was thinking, I was listening to some Florida state podcast this week and they were talking about this and I was thinking you'd be better off in the big 12 than you would be in the sec. Yeah. That's uh, actually an interesting point. I was thinking about that. Like you'd be the big dog. I'm telling you, Florida is not going to be like, yeah, we want these guys in the S. Like, no. If if Florida State's going anywhere, it's probably the Big Ten, which doesn't. Because Florida's going to, yeah, Florida. Florida is not going to be. That's interesting. Down with that. Yeah, this thing is not over yet. And Florida but, ain't Texas ain't in. No. Okay, they've they've got a lot more play in that conference than the Aggies. Aggies, yeah. I it's this thing's not over, but also, gosh, I am still really optimistic about where Iowa State's place is. And that's why something like, to your point earlier, you need to find new forms of revenue, not to get into the, the weeds here. That's where Sidetown comes in. Mm-hmm. That thing could bring in, I don't know the exact number, but it's going to bring in tens of millions of dollars potentially per year to Iowa State that they weren't getting before. And so then that, again, you're, you're making up difference of, of, of the revenue streams that are you going to ever get to where the Big Ten and the SEC are? No. But you can also... If you're right on par with your peers, that's your plan. You're not playing the SEC every day. That gets lost in this because you get so worried about ego and status that you don't think about the end game, which is how are you actually playing on the field to your competition? Still prefer the Pollard and Light District. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, I think of all the things he's done, I think that that'll be his greatest legacy. Hey, some quick news, and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, We got got products launching this week. The coffee? The coffee's coming out. A limited release on Friday. I'll be at Northern Vessel Coffee Company on Friday morning. 
Right on Keogh, you get the first batch that, that of We Will Cold cool. Brew. I didn't even realize it until last week that I have been to that place. Yeah, it's 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 got a little hipster vibe, but the young people love it. The kids. Uh, and then Ames Lager, nation, nationwide, statewide on Thursday. So it'll just be there in stores. It'll be in stores as long as they carry it. So be on the lookout. We're going to have a big launch party up at Westo on Thursday. Do we have enough of it? Evening. We've made a lot of progress. I don't. I. I don't. I'm not a distributor. I'm not going to promise, but I think. Uh, I think we're going to be well stocked, and the reviews continue to be great for those who have sampled. Well, I had a lot of people asking for it on last week in Storm Lake, and I was yeah. like, "You just you need to wait a week." It's going to be Thursday the 24th, but I hope to see you I on Okaboji. I will be in Vegas. Will you grab me a case? Uh, I think I will get you a, a six or a twelve pack. Yes. Okay. Just for you. Well, I just want to make sure I it doesn't sell out, and I don't. Miss out. We'll, 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 I, you know I know mean? a couple guys. We'll figure okay. that out for it. But yeah, so thank you everyone for your support. And again, just real quick, we're doing this matching challenge for We Will. How about this, C-Dub? Uh, we got a donor that's going to match the first $200,000 we raise in the next two and a half weeks. That's a really big deal. Which is awesome. Thank you to that person. But even cooler, we've already raised $82,000 in three days. Um, towards That's, that two hundred thousand dollars, so you're goal. well on your so way. We're, to get we're, that. But uh, we, I want to get there. Well, like, it's easier to start than it is to finish. That's, so that's true. We got to so, keep hitting that. So keep. And again, this this individual is going to match every single dollar raised up to two hundred thousand dollars, and either we will collective donations or we will club membership. So it's awesome, and and can't thank you guys enough for all our support. I mean, the we will club is. What what you get Cyclone Fanatic yep, with, right? at a certain level, at 25 bucks a month yeah, or more. Then yep. you get a Cyclone Fanatic membership. So we're, we're moving along. Appreciate everyone's support, and uh, great times ahead for Iowa State. I truly believe that. I hope everybody enjoyed this pod. I, I thought it was yeah. fairly enlightening today. It's fun to talk. Real football. Real football. Yeah. I think... You know what we get to do next week, right? Guess the point spread. Oh, is Yakety ready? Coming. Oh, yeah. We get the Yakety sacks ready. <laughs> it's all fired up, baby. All right, we'll be back on Wednesday for this week's Wednesday pod. He's Brent Bloom. I'm Chris Williams. English, taking you out on a Sunday. Cheers.